I want to get right in the Word of God this morning, just for a few minutes. Go with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Amen. And again, I want to say, your pastor's been a dear friend of mine for 25 years. My goodness, we go back, and he just always been so kind and wonderful, and his wife, and, the, and, and I know you think, well, you're up here talking all about him. Well, I, hey, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. I'm here because I wanted to come here and, and spend time with him and, and come back with him and just, just come someplace you feel like you're kind of celebrated, you know. And when you get to be 67, you, need, you want all the celebration you can get. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Well, let's go in the Word of God because this will help everybody here. And really, uh, with what you've been talking about with our brother that had been crushed and hurt so bad, you really have fallen along within the, what you need to do in the message. Uh, but it says in verse uh, chapter 37, verse 1, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, uh, there were very many in that open valley, and indeed they were very, very, very dry. Now watch it, watch it. And he said to me, well, son of man, can these bones live? He's, and I answered, well, Lord, in other words, I don't know if they can live. You're asked, what am I supposed to be doing? What do I do? And, and uh, you know more about it. And he answered to me, well, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Jump to verse 7. I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling of the bones came together bone to bone. Jump down to verse 10. Here he is again. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, and they were an exceedingly great army. Father, thank you today for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for this precious house this great Bethel church, its great leadership and all that God you're doing through it and in it and by it. We just pray that you'll anoint our little words here today to pick somebody up and help them to know what to do, even in difficult things. And we ask it, believe it, confess it in the name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. I want to talk a little bit this morning about a, a little kind of a question because what do you do? Uh, let's say, I could title this a lot of things, when you don't know what to do. And I want to title, uh, connect it a little bit with our brother that is in the hospital and, and that you've been praying and believing for. And I would imagine that when this situation first happened, you probably thought, what are we going to do? What will we do in this? And what I saw this morning by the, the text and by uh, the, the, uh, the, the scenery there and all that, it looks like you did something. It looks like to me somebody was there speaking a word, praying the word, uh, singing the word, doing something to help turn around this dry, desperate, almost 
impossible situation. Help me, Lord. And so here we have uh, uh, Ezekiel, who is a prophet, has been dropped down in this valley of dry bones, and God begins to challenge him. Now, compare this with where we are. Challenge him about the issues of the dry bones there that were scattered and were dispersed. Now, watch this. Watch this. Now, what do I get out of this text that uh, can be connected with where we are today. Now, I hope you'll hear me because this will change and help turn things around for you because it has for me. First of all, it's important we understand that God through this lets us know that no matter, you know, how gifted we are, no matter how like anointed we think we are, uh, no matter how we look, no matter if you look like me, 190 pounds ripped and, uh, you know, with a six-pack in my stomach and, 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 and all of that. And, and no matter how you look, whether you look good or bad, whether you have hair or don't have hair, whether you run or not run, I mean, all of that, you're still going to come in places where you're going to be in dry situations. And you're going to be in some valleys, and not everything's always going to go the way that you want it to go. Now, Pastor and I know about that in pastoring. He's been here for, I guess, almost 20 years, and I've been in full-time ministry 48 and a half years. Now, I'm talking about every year. I'm not talking about taking a break to work on my car. I'm talking about about staying with it for a long time and all that, and I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that to let you know that even though through all of that, I've gone through valleys, I'm still going through valleys. And at my age and in the last few years, I've been through some things that I really didn't always think I would go through. But I had to know this. There's going to be some valleys. And no matter who you are, whether you're 20 or 60 or you're 30 or you're 80 or whether you are going through school or in school, none of that really matters from the point that there's going to be valleys. And that is when God gets a hold of your life and you don't always get to pick where he's going to take you. Oh, he will many times just drop you down in a situation and it's not really pretty all the time. It's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Ezekiel got dropped off in a valley and saw a valley and was all full of dry bones. Understand, all dry and all. And, 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 and the word even described it as very dry. In other words, it had been dry for a long time. Some of you may be in situations today, it's been dry and it's been dry a long time. Your marriage has been dry for a long time. Your money's been dry for a long time. Your situation and relationship to your children has been dry for a long time. Mm -hmm. They were disconnected. These bones were rigid. And it looked like nothing would ever happen to these bones. And I've been in those situations and and your pastor has when you've looked at things, and I guarantee you in this precious church, and it's all wonderful in a way now, but uh, some years ago it wasn't always this way. You ain't with me today. That's all right. I probably won't ever be back, but I'm going to preach what I got anyway. But I mean, I mean, I mean, there were things that, you know, back some years ago, man, it was rigid. It was some dry situations. It was tough. And it looks like, is anything good going to happen out here? You know, by going through with people and, 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 you know, all that and, and facing situations. I, I mean, I've been through it. I've, I've, you know, you, can I stop it? 
people are crazy. <laughs> My God, I pastored forever. And I'm telling you, the ministry would be incredibly wonderful if it wasn't for people. My God, because people are crazy. People are talk. People are nasty. And the worst are Pentecostal folks whose fire's gone out. Oh, yeah. I, I, a, a lady came up to me one time. And she said, a pastor, she said, I, I just gossip all the time. I just need, to, I need you to pray for me. I knew she did. And I said, well, I just started the ministry, and I always knew you anointed her with oil and prayed for somebody. And I, I've said this before, but, but, but I said, well, ma'am, stick your tongue out. And I took a bottle of olive oil and poured it on her tongue. That's all I knew. And, 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 you know, I saw her about three days later, and she ran up to me, and she was one of them old gossip folks. And, and she could sit in the living room, lick the stove in the kitchen. And so she, she was one of those folk, uh, you know, and, and she ran up to me. And she says, Pastor, I got freed up. I, I am not nasty and talking about people anymore. The other day, I started to run somebody down in the church, and I started tasting olive oil. And so uh, uh, j- j- just stay with me. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Touch somebody say, it's going to get better. So when I, I see those bones, I see a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are the frame that causes my flesh and things to work together. I've got to have structure or I can't get anywhere. The church, the ministry, the thing, you're on your job, in your, in your home, you've got to have structure. And so you've got to have bones that are up strong because bones will give a structure and a definition. So I understand without that, I don't have any structure. Everybody, it's all got to come together. And so therefore, the bones help me to become unified, to come together. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so we, uh, we got to be able to build the bridges and things that we need to have happen in our home and in our family by having our bones coming together and unified. As we make connections, you and I become a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it makes me understand further that if the enemy wants to break down our structure and our defense, he'll do it through disunity. Our churches today in the hour we're in are not uh, falling apart and being destroyed because we've got um, liquor stands across the street or we got this across or outside. No, it's inside the disunity that can happen and not have the structure of holiness and righteousness that we need to have. So Jesus teaches us about unity when he says a house divided against itself shall not stand. See, you can never be, let me, let me help, the person that you need to be if your life is scattered. I, I, I want you to get that. So being scattered is an enemy to greatness. I want you to get that. Being scattered, this church will never be uh, great as God wants it, of course, to be, if it's scattered. And my ministry, my life as a dad, as a papa, oh, it will never be what it needs to be if it is scattered. Amen. And so it stops me from being able to be the person I ought to be because life is scattered. So, 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 so what simply needs to happen? I need, and let me do like my folk back, I need to get it together. See, you got to understand. Well, there, I ain't going to start there. You got to be able to get it together. And if you ain't got it together, get it together. Because you're never going to do anything as long as you're messing around. And the bones were scattered. It doesn't matter what you have in your life if you can't get it together. 
You may have a big checkbook, bank account, big position. You know, uh, you know, I can bring you all the wood roofing and all the concrete to build a house and dump it off in the front yard. But if you don't know how to put it together, it won't do you any good. The reality of this is that many people that may be sitting right here in this precious room today, you have everything that you need to be the man of God, the woman of God, or family that you ought to be for God. But if you've never been able to pull things together, your life is still scattered because there's a word that's got to come into focus. And boy, it's a rough word for a lot of folks. It's called discipline. You got to have discipline to be able to do what God tells you to do to bring things together. And really the worst kind of a hell that a lot of people get into is you have everything you need but you're still not able to pull it together. And that's the worst that's worse than even not having anything. You're tormented by your potentials. You're tormented by possibilities. I've had, you know, some of you have had people tell you, oh, you're going you're gonna to do something great. You have a lot of possibilities, man. Look at the way you can do this. Look at the way you can do that. Look at all that. And that all sounds wonderful, and that's great. But if you can't get that together that's there, you're just going to flake around. Not being able to pull the scattered parts of your life is what causes people to end up in divorce. Not being able to pull scattered parts of your life is what causes parents to give up on their children. Mm. It's what causes people to walk away from careers. It's not that they don't have it, but they just can't get it together. Now, I know some of you are saying, what are you going to tell us when they get it? I'm, I'm, I'm here a minute. I'm gonna... But somebody say out loud, get it together. So we need a God that helps us bring it together. I, I, I don't want to go through, see, another year and not have it together. Uh, let me be specific. See, I, I've gotten to the place that I'm, I'm really, I'm too old at this stage in my life to spend any more time with potentials and possibilities. I'm tired of being potentially blessed potentially successful. See, I don't want a church that has great potential. I want a church full of the Holy Ghost that's seeing results. I, I, I don't want to have a church that people talk about, oh, Mike Perky's got there, you know, and he's got, you know, a good crowd out there, and he, yeah, he, he can sing and, or something like that. Well, a big deal. That and a, a quarter gets you a cup of coffee. I mean, you can, you can, you know, well, and he can, he does this and he does that. Well, that, that doesn't mean anything to me if it's not a place where the lame can walk, the blind can see, the dumb can talk. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's like the brother, our brother there in the hospital. We've been praying. You've been praying for. I mean, I mean, it, you, you, you could have been talking about. Oh, Bethel Church. It's a, it's a great church. That's a nice. That's a, they're out. They got a good location. Their pastors are sharp and all that. But what good would that have done you if he needed a miracle? If he needed a miracle, you're gonna to have to get rid of the dry stuff and get into the place where something can happen in the name of Jesus. So I, 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 I'm coming to this stage now in my life that I need things that are scattered to be brought together because how can I stand if I can't get it together? Let me say this just to, to kind of scatter around for a moment here. about uh, To some of you ladies that are maybe not married but wanting to get married, I'm going to work this out. 
and I preach this like my folks. See, 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 see I have a lot of folks, but half my church is African-American. That's why I'm going to talk like I'm talking to my folk. Is that okay? Because, you know, now I know some of you wonder, well, what, what is the difference between all these churches? You've got some black folks in them. You've got some white folks in them. Are you ready for an illustration? Um, uh, here, here's what you got. Uh, and and uh, if you have a church, uh, you're white folks, and you, you have a nice vehicle, a nice car. And I, I, I've, I've driven some nice cars. My church is good to me, like they are to your pastor and stuff. And, and so, but, 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 but many times when people, uh, the white folk will walk by my car, they'll look over and it's parked up. They know where you're know, for, for a pastor. When I used to get a sign. But anyway, and so, anyway, so they'll walk by and go, my God. Man, he, look what he, look what, look what the pastor driving. Oh, man, I tell you what, I, I don't drive that nice car. Man, oh, man, I bet he's dipping in the money some way to drive something like that. All right, now that's a white folk. Now, my black folk, uh, I've seen them too. When they walk by, and I've seen them walk by and look at my car, they'll go look by and go, <laughs> my God, look at that ride. Look at, the, look at them 22 wheels. <laughs> look what the bishop's driving. <laughs> So anyway, I know I'm being honorary, but it's still fun and it's right and it's tight, but it's right. And so therefore, if you're getting ready to get married, what may I give you a little advice about on this message? If you're going to get married to somebody, make sure you marry somebody that can, are you ready for a deep revelation? Can get up. Yeah, I mean, if they're still sleeping in till 10 o'clock, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay hungry. You're not going to have any bills paid. You got that old lazy hound dog laying in there. And I mean, you need to get, make sure you're connecting with somebody that knows what it is to get up. And then you can get it together. I mean, man, get up. Ezekiel is teaching us that without God, you'll never be able to get it together. Sometimes even, this is tragic, but if God doesn't show up, we go on anyway. The Bible says that they were not dry, but just very dry, like places and things. Now, let me, let me, let me come in for a land in here in a minute. Whenever you have a problem, you've got three things in the valley. This is what was there, three things in the valley. You've got a problem. You've got the power in there, which is God, and you have the prophet. All right, now watch. We're going, you got three things. You, you, you got a problem, you got God in the valley, then you got the prophet. They're all in the valley, but just having God's power down in the valley where the problem is, uh, uh, amen, is not enough to change the problem. And that's where some folk are. You know, they come to church and they, they you know, they, they love God and, and, and all that, but, but that, that's, they don't go any, very far. If the prophet doesn't make the connection between the power and the problem, you can have everything there and still not pull it together. Whoa. It's like if you went up to the hospital to our brother that's really been, had, a, had a hit on him, man, and just looked at him and, said, and, and, and people said, where are you from? We're from Bethel Church. We're from Bethel Church. 
Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing, but wait a minute, that's not going to get him up. I'm, I'm headed somewhere. That didn't get him up. Amen, amen. No, 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 uh, you got to be able to, God will not fix for you what you can fix for yourself. So God's Spirit now steps in at the point of your limitation, because you'll come to some things and you're limited in yourself. And he bridges the gap between limitations and the promise in your life. He only performs those things that are beyond your reach. Oh, a lot of people get saved because, uh, you know, the, the, but they're lazy. They want God to come in and fix everything, but they don't want to do anything themselves. There are some things that are messed up maybe in your life. Watch, watch, watch. And you're going to have to fix them or stand there around all the dry things, the, the family, your husband, your wife, your job, your money, there in the dry bones in your valley, and you're going to stay there, and you're going to be frustrated and confused waiting on God to do something when, in fact, God's waiting on you. Whoa. What are you talking about, preacher? Well... Uh, amen. Ezekiel's in the valley, but God didn't fix anything. But he asked the prophet a question. Can these bones live? And, and the prophet said, well, Lord, do I, you're the one that knows that. What are you talking about? Can these bones live? Some of you need to, can my marriage live? Can I get out of debt and live fresh? Can, 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 can you raise a positive child in a negative world? Can a mama raise three kids by herself uh, and raise victorious and overcoming kids? Have you ever had life ask you some hard stuff? Can these bones live? Hmm, it's a wonderful question, but the prophet's beginning to struggle. Have you ever struggled with an answer? We're, because we're not supposed to struggle with anything. We're supposed to know everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we have a group of folks that's come along today, uh, the millennials. And I'll tell you, they know everything. My son... <laughs> My sons are in, you know, and, and uh, they don't really want to get too much out of me because they know everything. But may I say there's going to come some things you aren't going to know everything on because they sometimes will get an attitude, we know everything, and Daddy, you don't know nothing. Not nothing, nothing. And so, therefore, I know that's kind of uh, maybe average in a way uh, of way things. I probably was that way myself. I wasn't a millennial, but I was something else. But anyway, and, and all that. But sometimes, you know, you have to understand that Jesus has always got the answer. And, and, and there's things that you don't know, but he knows. And you got to do something. At 2 o'clock in the morning, you can be laying in the bed looking man staring up at the ceiling wondering if this dry, these dry bones around me can live. Is my life going to work anymore? I've got demands on me as a dad, as a father, as a husband, as a mom, a wife. I've got all these demands and responsibilities and potentials, and I'm in this situation, and, and, and all that's one thing, but, but, but how am I going to get out? What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you're running out of time, you're running out of strength, and you don't know how to make connections. The house has not really been built yet. You have not got to the place in your job that you need to be, the raise, the, the, the promotion, or, or in school, or, or what, 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 what do you do when you've shouted all over the church, but you drive home into something that you didn't know what you was going to come home to? And so Ezekiel says, I didn't have a passion for this. Now I'm headed to the answer. And I was not always sure things maybe were going to work out. I didn't have a feeling 
on how I was going to bring a miracle. Hmm? But I knew something was going to be all right. What do you do when you don't have a feeling about something? I've been there when I just been laying there after all these years of ministry, and I'm just laying there, and I'm just wondering, am I going to be able to work, work this again? I mean, you know, I, I went so hard and so strong for so long. And I wondered if I was running out of time. And I had a lot of people telling me, oh, you're, you know, Mike Perky, you'll be out going doing all this stuff and this and that and everything. But you know what? I didn't want to. I was, I was, I don't know if it's burnout, wore out or whatever, but I was in a dry place. I mean, I could get up and perform, Pastor. I say perform, but, but I, I, I needed some help on how to, come out of the dryness. And so he says, the simple thing is this. He says, without any feeling or even or passion or absoluteness or certainty, he said, I just prophesied. That's it. There's the answer. So simple, it's almost like that I mentioned. No, he just said, so I just prophesied. I just spoke to that mess. And that's what I had to begin to do in my own life. I had to speak to my, to my knees that I had to have uh, 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 both, both my knees have operations on them. Both my knees. A year or so ago, I, I couldn't come up these stairs by myself. In fact, one time I was in a friend of mine's church up in Kokomo, Indiana, my old buddy Jim Bradley. And Jim, and, and I just already had my other knee uh, done, and it was weak and everything, and it, he's got about seven steps to get to the platform. And I started up that platform, and I fell on my face because I couldn't get to the top. And I felt embarrassed. I really did. I was Mike Perky. I'd been traveling. I'd done TV. I'd done all that. So what? Big deal. That didn't amount to anything because I was dry. My, my bones were dry. My, my life had, been getting, had gotten kind of dry. So what, I, what did I do? I had to speak to my knees. I had to speak to my future. I had to speak to what I needed to have go on in my life. I didn't know what to do with a lot of stuff, but I prophesied. I didn't know how to always hook it up, but I prophesied. What I did is I stepped outside of my mess and looked down at my mess and started talking to my mess. And when I, when I start talking to my mess, I start seeing some of my mess change. It didn't change overnight. Go ahead and get on your feet, everybody. I'm going to close. Everybody stand up. Sometimes you've got to step back and speak. That's the key. That's what turns things around. Because you're snared and kept down by the words of your mouth. So I started talking to, 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 my, to my future. I started talking to my voice. I started talking to my body, and I'm not through talking. I need to do more talking, but I will. He said, I stood in the now and spoke to the future. Your problem is not 
is that you keep talking about the problem. You need to start talking about and prophesying to your future. You have to start looking at, oh, this is so, so I'm about to get, keep, I keep I'm, uh, for myself, I had to come to a place to where, man, I, I started saying and prophesying, this too shall pass. My, my old, my old body, my, the, 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 the hurt, the pain, the different thing is going to pass. But it wasn't going to do it by me just thinking about it and just meditating on it. I had to open my mouth. I had to open my mouth before I got up in the morning. I had to, and even when I got up, I had to speak. This is a good day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Come hell or high water, I'm going above and not beneath. I'm not talking about being something special. I'm just talking about, man, just being somebody that can get back up again. Somebody can get back up in the dry in the dry and come out of the dryness. And you folks can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. You can get it. Some of you right now may be in a tough spot. Start speaking to it. Amen. Amen. This too shall pass. I'm calling those things that are not as though they were. I am making plans that I'm going to get up. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to stand outside the, the, the mess and prophesy to the mess. Watch this too. Let me get this out real quick. I didn't speak what I saw. Watch that. I spoke what I believed. I, I, I would have had to stay in the bed or stay kind of in a depressive state, depression or whatever. Hey Amen. If I'd have just not done anything. No, 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 no. I had to speak what I believed. I didn't speak what I saw because what I saw was an old fat white boy that didn't have it out like he used to. I taught, I spoke what I'd been taught. Now this is where you're blessed. The man of God has just poured out. I know, I know. I mean, I mean, he has poured out so much stuff on you guys about how to get out of this, how to get out of that, how to do this. So if you'll do what you've been taught, you'll get out of that dryness. Amen. You may have to Make this work, and if you this word work, and if you will, it'll work for you. God said, I'm waiting on somebody to speak to this mess. I've got a whole bunch of other stuff, but I gotta stop. Things that were out of place start getting together and again, getting together again. It, it's kind of like needing a, a, a Holy Ghost chiropractor. Uh, when you go in, he he'll he'll snap you around and crack you. I mean, man, you've been, I've been, you know, boy, he'll, boy, he'll, he'll lay you and then in your neck, and boy, you'll hear a snap, it'll crack, it pops, but man, hey, wait a minute, I feel better than I did, because he made, oh, if I had time to preach it, he made an adjustment, he made an adjustment, and because he did, I'm not in the dry place that I used to be, I'm in a place of victory. And I'm not here, folks, to just stroke you and just trying to make you feel good. I'm going to tell you, you're in a good place. You're in a great place. 
you hear a great word. There are people that would give anything to hear what you hear and be where you are. They would. Take somebody by the hand next to you this morning. I'm going to pray over you that in the name before Pastor comes back, I'm going to pray over you and I'm going to speak life into your situation whatever it is and you 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 join with me and then this afternoon and, and this next week speak speak prophesy you yes you can it's not just for somebody's calling it a, product, a, a, a place of a prophecy or a minute no speak prophesy father right now in the name of jesus i speak to our precious folk here today and i command things to come together I command things that God have been broken apart, things that have been dry and dusty and rigid. And I command things that, that some of our folks have looked at and wondered if they could ever amount to anything. Oh, yes, they, they can and they will because we're speaking in the name of Jesus. We're speaking in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to, to dryness in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to broken homes. I'm talking to, to bones. And I'm, I'm talking to bodies. And I'm talking to children. I'm talking to, 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 to couples and, and all kinds of places that have become rigid. I pray in the name of Jesus for it to come together for glory and honor. Speak that out in Jesus' name. It is mine today. It's our people's today. In the name of Jesus.